0: reverb the heavy
1: Hello everyone, I'm Billy Elliot and welcome to the club, this is Billy Elliot's Adventure Club. It's a jam-packed show for you today, we've got treasure hunts, we've got LGBTQ plus and gender equality in sports, we've got some community sound projects delving into the mystical worlds of grief, and because it's spring, we've got some hopping tunes. I hope you all had a lovely Easter bank holiday. Did anyone do an egg hunt? Once my mum, I was thinking about egg hunts the other day, and I was thinking back to any memorable ones, and my mum recently told me that on one Easter morning, she woke up to the sweet sounds of her kids, me and my brother, creeping downstairs to go hunting for our eggs early in the morning, and then she suddenly was struck with a sudden feeling of panic in her chest, because she realised she'd forgotten to hide the chocolate eggs the night before. So, from her bed, she could hear us putting our shoes on to go out in the garden, She flung open her bedroom window on the first floor, threw out all the small chocolate eggs out the window with gay abandon, and they landed just before we stepped out into the garden. Apparently we didn't know any different. I mean, I don't remember it, but I do remember a year when the eggs were very easy to find. Um, They were all over the lawn. It must have been the same year. Amazing mum powers there, don't you think? So, speaking of treasure hunts, I have developed this fun new hobby over the last year or so. Anyone else got a fun new hobby recently? Yes, no, keeping you sane? Well, mine is I'm really enjoying setting up treasure hunts, restrictions allowing, of course. So as it's Easter, I thought, what better time to share one of our hunts with you all. This was recorded between lockdowns. Here's Jen and Winnie, or Team Genuine, to kick us off. (coughs) I'm with Winnie and Jen right now, and we're just about to start the (laughs) treasure hunt that I've been spending the last few days obsessing over, creating something that will be fun for a lot of people, that will mean that we run around Lewis finding treasure and completing some challenges. Now, Jen and Winnie,
2: how are you feeling? We're about to start. How are you feeling? pretty super excited i'm feeling so excited so curious as well i i've also like i created yeah. this bar so <laughs> i'm incredibly excited to try it and i think jen is as well so jen
1: and Winnie, do you think you have what it takes to win the treasure hunt this year
3: uh hell yeah
1: obviously
3: uh Yes.
1: <laughs> the voice of God has... What is it in you, Jen, and Winnie, that makes you think you're going to win?
3: Because I'm a winner.
2: Born to win.
3: I'm one of life's
1: winners. There are two,
3: I'm so not there are one two, of life's winners. There are two I'm types. such a loser. I was born to win.
2: I was born a winner.
1: Ooh, Tim Genuine seem pretty confident, a little bit cocky. Maybe they're off to a bit of a good start. I don't know if they have what it takes. Let's find out later, more of that after, a bit more fun. Enjoy this springy, springy dance party. Time to just get up and express yourself. was John Cleary with When You Get Back, that song is actually about John going to a New York hotel to meet his girlfriend at the time for her to never turn up, that was the end of their relationship. John Cleary is actually a family friend, but pretty famous on the New Orleans scene, love this blues funk mayhem that he creates on stage, would really recommend checking out his YouTube live concerts John Cleary with No H and John. Uh, and previous to that was Express Yourself by Charles Wright and the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band. Quite a mouthful. Hope you enjoyed that little dance party. Let's go back to the Lewistown Treasure Hunt with Team Genuine to see how they are doing.
3: Come aboard, sister. Right here, how is it going? Yeah. Oh, so fun, so amazing. What are you up to at the moment? Basically, like, well, I'm not running. I'm fast walking around Lewis, <laughs> trying to just follow clues and find treasure.
1: You're very on it. You Clearly, have a, some kind of...
3: Oh, there's someone
1: there. you see that. Yeah. You have to hide if you see
3: someone. What? what?
2: We saw someone. There's <laughs> someone there. Oh, is there actually? Is yeah. there part of it? <laughs> 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 part of it.
1: <laughs> We're not allowed to see each other. <laughs> okay, I think we can carry
2: on, but should we carry on? Okay, can we go. Keep looking at your phone. Okay, keep looking at your phone. Where it is on the map. Use the map that will show you the way. Okay, the map will show us the way. How <laughs> oh, are you feeling this very moment, I'm a bit scared. There's like the moon is shining. It's like we're getting really into it. Yeah, and um, I feel like we're doing quite well as well, to be honest. I feel like we're doing well. <laughs> I think you're doing well
1: too. No matter what happens, you are a winner.
2: What's the time? So, we're putting in our times that we've found the little special thing. So, it's 7 57. So, putting in the time,
3: putting our team name in. Yeah. First team name here. First yeah. team name on the list. Yeah. Would like to add. Amazing. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> Just saying. Well done. Other people have trained through. We found the booty. <laughs> and yeah. we are now going to think about where we're going to need to go next. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you finding it, <laughs>
2: Billy? I'm really fun. Thanks, <laughs> Billy, my babysitter.
3: <laughs> this is Millie and Rosie,
1: who are also on the treasure hunt. and We happened to bump into.
2: What are you doing? What, um, well, on the treasure hunt? Um, we're just at the Elephant and Castle pub, about to find one of the other clues. Um, we had a bit of an embarrassing experience earlier, but we've come over it now. Um, Please talk to us about the
1: embarrassing experience.
2: <laughs> well, basically, I don't even know where to begin. Um, we were looking for one of the bars. And, um, Rosie, <laughs> do you want to contribute? <laughs> we basically joined a bar that wasn't the right bar, <laughs> and confused some locals. <laughs> they didn't offer us any prosecco, and we thought it was Billy's bar, but it turns out it wasn't. So we so went to the wrong place and sort of crashed a party, basically. And didn't really understand why they weren't accepting yeah. us into it. So. Yeah. Well, good luck, everyone. Thank Have you. A good time. I hope you're enjoying <laughs> yourself. Yeah, <like> we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Bye. See you later. Later. I'm um, sure. Okay, where are we yeah. off to, no, Jen? Right. We
3: are off to. Gabby's gym bar, which is the last port call on our adventure. Uh, We flipping win, (laughs) I think, because we're the best. What does it mean to you to win the game? Uh, Oh my god, just everything because I'm super competitive. So, you know, I need to. I need to win i need to win basically just to feed my soul <laughs> what
2: about you winnie how's it been for you <laughs> it's been so good we've been doing this for like quite a while now a few hours but like basically i'm not cold like you would worry about it being cold right but i'm not cold i'm warm with all of the excitement and all of the energy so if we win this it's going to feel like such an achievement <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: proud of you both. i think you've done both both fun really well
2: Thank you, Billy. It's so fun, we love it!
4: Yay! So many (laughs) bands.
0: Radio Reverb.
1: What scenes of joy, merriment, and chaos are being had at the treasure hunt? Have you ever set up a treasure hunt? Because it was quite a task, actually. It took me about three whole days to put that one together. I was really determined to make something really exciting and fun for everyone, and I think I might have just pulled it off. Scenes of inspiration now from Lewis FC's player Ellie Leake, who has a few very important things to say about LGBTQ+, and gender equality in sports. Absolutely loved talking with Ellie Leake back in February. Here she is. Radio Radio Reverb.
5: Radio Reverb.
6: Radio Reverb.
1: 26-year-old Welsh centre-forward Ellie Leake, known amongst her team as pretty darn clued up on social justice issues. And fans encourage her by chanting, get your Leake on. Let's find out more. Ellie,
4: how's it going? Hi, Billy. It's going good. Yeah, i um, really excited to be chatting with you today.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to all that we're about to share as well, actually. And firstly, I always ask the football players, tell us the story of how you got to this point.
4: So I basically copied my older brother to a T. I would literally go and change my outfit to match his perfectly. <laughs> and he played football and I'd always go watch him play football when I was really young. Um, I seen a girl playing once. And when I seen the girl playing, um, her name's Lindsay Davis. She you know, still plays like locally in Wales now. But when I seen her playing with my brother, I was like, well, that means I can play football too. And I think from then, I just absolutely fell in love with football, kind of got obsessed with it in some ways, Um, would stay outside doing kick-ups to beat my brother's um, high score of how many kick-ups he did. So, yeah, that's how it all began for me, kind of strange story, but, you know, it's one that... Hopefully means that more girls are playing football now. Isn't it funny how sometimes the imitator is the
1: one who takes the glory and look at you now playing for Lewis FC when you were just basically incredibly inspired, I I hear, by your brother?
4: Yeah, for sure. I was the kind of kid that I thought I could do anything better than anybody else in the world. So (laughs) anytime I seen somebody doing something, I was like, I want to do that because I'm going to be better at it. (laughs) Amazing. For ages until you know I'm following my older brother down really big, Hills on skateboards boards and falling over and really hurting myself, which, you know, made me calm down a little bit. <laughs> Knocked you down a peg or two. <laughs> yeah, cool.
1: I can actually really relate to that though. I think I was probably a very similar kind of child to what you describe.
4: <laughs> Are you twenty-five, Ellie? I just turned twenty-six.
1: Oh, me too. When? When was your birthday? The twenty-first of January. Oh my god, mine's the nineteenth. Oh gosh. You're almost That's so weird. weird. I'm two days older than you. <laughs> If we'd been born in the same area of the UK, we probably would have been in the in the ward at the same time. If we were both from Wales, we'd both probably be related. Yeah, <laughs> in a kind of weird twin way. Yeah. <laughs> We're the same age, we are basically related. Um. <laughs> and also a fellow, are you a Capricorn or an Aquarius then?
4: I am an Aquarius, Jeff Oh, yep. only just, because I'm just a, just a Capricorn. Yeah, I'm on like the brink. I think I'm literally the day it turns Aquarius. I don't like the Capricorn attributes in me. Don't you? Why? I feel like it's like a bit of like control freak. Oh no. Too like logical, not like enough optimism. Ellie, I'm trying really hard not to feel personally offended by this. Sorry, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think also apparently there's a theory, isn't there, that people who are on the cusp are often the the queer ones.
4: Oh brilliant. Well, it must be make sense then. Yeah, me too.
1: (laughs) Whenever I meet any cusps, I'm like, you must be queer, I just kinda presume. (laughs) We're gonna be friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Okay so what happened next you were really really into football you kind of got that from imitating your brother and being really really um inspired to be more like him
4: Yeah and then I was in a primary school where um the te- one of the teachers at the time Mr Davis he was really supportive of me wanting to play football so he always let me join in with the girls um which was really rare for the the time that it was and I was on the boys team I think I was the youngest person ever to play for the school team um girl or boy um mm. So yeah, I, I ended up having to move schools just because my mum moved um, because of her job. And once we moved, the new school that I went to uh, wouldn't let me play in the boys' team because <laughs> um, I was a girl. And I was, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? So my mum actually went into the school and said that she would start up a girls' team. She got all her badges and like did like the whole like McDonald McDonald's coaching classes and. Yeah, she she was our coach for the girls team and, you know, wow. she really supported um, my sporting ability, even though she she probably would have referred, preferred me to be a cross-country or long distance runner.
1: Wow, but look at her go. She just marched in there and made it happen. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. Very awesome woman. What an incredibly supportive person in your life. Probably, would you say, quite instrumental in your football career then?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um both my parents, really, in both my sporting career, because I also played roller hockey. And my dad was my coach when I played roller hockey. And I think a lot of um, dads, when it comes to their little girls, they want to kind of you know, protect them, be careful, like don't be silly. But my dad was kind of like, go out there, else, smash them. I'd be crying if I got hurt. He'd be like, you can't give up. It's only one thing <laughs> worse than giving up. and <laughs> Great. Just very, very different upbringing to probably a lot, what a lot of girls have. So I like a lot of what they taught me and the way that they raised me, I think made me so ambitious and driven and, you know, Mm -hmm. different to a lot of girls that just kind of stayed in and around the local area that I was from. So
1: I hear from you that football gives you a real opportunity to feel incredibly capable in your life. Would you say that's right?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, It's been such a big part of my life and given me so many crazy opportunities that I wouldn't have had if you know it wasn't for football and you know the love for the game um yeah it's 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 being around incredible like women and girls as well growing up who also like share that ambition and you you always felt like you was a little bit different because you played football, but I think you know female football players are, and female athletes in general are the most outspoken and powerful women that there are just because they've gone against everything that society has taught them um so yeah oh yeah I totally hear that I've actually really really
1: enjoyed interviewing you all so far because I get this real sort of intense strong energy of like incredible ambition and motivation which totally like I feel like it goes straight into my veins and I get fully pumped and I just want to like go out there and smash up everything (laughs) and like make everything amazing you know
4: No, that's great that's that's what we want to have the effect we want to have on people for sure um it's definitely getting bigger so hopefully you know more and more people can be inspired to.
1: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, Excellent. That's so great. Okay, so you kind of quickly tapped into and mentioned the fact that sometimes in your experience so far, you felt a bit different being in football as a woman, as a young girl. Would you say that's been your greatest challenge during this whole process
4: of your, I guess, your whole football career? Has anything else been challenging for you? I think, yeah, that probably is, you know, the greatest challenge is being different. I remember there was a period in high school you know I I really conformed to social norms and you know I wore loads of makeup and you know had bright blonde hair and a bang and wanted a boyfriend all the time which was something that I look back now and just extremely wasn't me but you know I, I go into PE lessons and because I was good at sport you know I'd, I'd dribble past someone when we was playing football and you know all the girls would make like side comments like oh here she goes again like they really, really didn't like that I was good at it. It was just a really like difficult envi- environment to be in, and I think I tried to, you know, really conform to fit in and try and be that way so I eventually went to, you know, Bristol Academy and where I was around girls who all loved football, and it didn't really matter if you was that different, and we all kind of shared that um, passion that that all those girls are my best friends and all those girls are the ones that are going on to do, you know, absolutely insane things. And those are the girls that, you know, inspire me every day and yeah, keep me going. Um, so yeah, I think definitely it was, you know, one, one of the biggest struggles, one of the biggest things that like held me back. But I also think it was one of the things that really motivated me the most and helped me, you know, progress forward and give me that mindset, that, you know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to not, be exactly as everybody else is and that's one thing that you know if I could have gone back in time and told my younger self um just to have followed my ambition and drive um a bit more when I was that age then I definitely would have because I think you know I probably would have gone a bit further but you know no regrets I'm happy where I am now and I love being at Lewis so yeah
1: god it sounds like you really found your people at Bristol Academy must have been such an incredible feeling to have landed there and realized that you weren't alone in that um in that experience and I guess in these ex- experiences where we feel a lacking of something or feel different in some way it's just extra amazing isn't it when you end up somewhere where you feel really really accepted and understood
4: yeah for sure and I think you know, a lot of us were still really trying to figure ourselves out as well um, when we was there or we all catch up like as much as we possibly can because we're all in different areas of the uk right now you know luckily Rhiann and both sammy quayle with me at lewis now Rhiann and me have been best friends since we was about 11 or 12 and yeah i think honestly having that friendship of somebody who is so ambitious and so motivated and one thing i always envy about Rhiann is um, her drive and like how strong her mentality is and i don't think i would have got half as far as where I am now, if it wasn't for her pushing me. We were so competitive all the time. And every time we go up against each other now at Lewis, it's just hysterical because we just go harder on each other than anybody else. It's like having a sister. So it's pretty good to have um, those friendships and those relationships.
1: Brilliant. It sounds like you take a lot of inspiration from the people around you in the football world.
4: Yeah, for sure. I think um, they are my safety blanket more than anything. I mean, obviously, obviously my girlfriend is, um, in the football industry as well and I think they're just my people sort of thing it's where I feel comfortable it's where I feel I can be myself it's where I'm not judged it's where you know um, I can say what I want to say and it might be you know an interview. and it's also where I find a lot of people are ambitious and motivated about other things outside um, of general craft. so it also opens my eyes to a lot of other areas and a lot of other you know social issues and so on and so forth so yeah I feel like you don't go a day without learning something um being on a women's football team for sure. you mentioned your girlfriend
1: then I mean, I don't think I know any couples that are both football players. How is that as an experience
4: oh its it's honestly it's I love her to death and it's she's my best friend in so many ways, and we get on so well and we met actually when we was both playing um professionally out in France um also extremely stressful because you know. <laughs> Uh, the, having football as, uh, um, football being your main job, your main, um, life goal is, is stressful because if football, if some, one thing in football isn't going well, I'm probably going to be coming home to a very upset girl, you know? I think we bring out the best in each other in those difficult times. Um, but also like we don't know where we're going to be in six months. We don't know where we're going to be living next because contracts are so short. It's just, you just don't have the stability that you would in a normal relationship. So. Yes, for me, it's exciting and you're staying on your toes all the time. So it's great. And that's what I love about it. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way, but it definitely comes with its ups and downs for sure.
1: I think a lot of things do, don't they, really? OK, so you kind of touched a little bit on like home life and stuff, but I actually would really love to know what you like to do in your recreational periods. What do you do for sort of outside of football for fun?
4: Um, for fun... <laughs> Uh,
1: Sounds like a dating question,
4: doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. Um I, I I like to think I do like quite a bit. Um obviously I work with a great company 50 which it is working, but I I love doing it. I don't really see it as work. I enjoy doing it. I put a lot of hours into it um which is where we help younger players get football scholarships to the US. You know, the dream that I had when I was a kid, you know, being able to share that um with other girls and other football players. Um, it's it's really exciting and when I was going through that process it was the coolest thing ever so getting to like go through it all again with um, these other players is yeah I love doing that so I spend a lot of time doing that I also think because obviously both myself and Martha are athletes um, we do spend a lot of time like cooking and in the kitchen and we kind of have like an ongoing like competition who's the better cook and <laughs> she probably is but I'll never probably tell her um, <laughs> she'll know now <laughs> i'll have to tell her and not listen <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no yeah we we do we do a lot of cooking um uh, which is really fun too and yeah i think being an athlete and working as well you've got to be really organized and structured with your meals so you constantly have something to focus on never bored
1: Yeah. You mentioned earlier about sort of contracts and having to move around a lot. You've been at Lewis since January last year. Is that right? 2020?
4: Yeah, that's right. Um, We only sign one year deals. At max, you might sign a two year deal. So you only know you're going to be somewhere for A year max. Obviously, I love football and it's like my main passion, but it does come with its sacrifices, especially for women, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, men men earn so much in a year that they could buy seven houses straight off the back. So it doesn't even matter for them. But yeah, we have to. Obviously, we have to be smart as well. A lot more planning goes into your future being a female athlete to make sure you have something lined up to go into and Mm -hmm. so it's about being really smart and making sure you have something to fall back on yeah what's it been like to play for lewis fc and be part of the lewis fc it's been amazing um it's lewis is honestly the best club that i've been a part of hands down it's been unbelievable the support you get from everybody is just absolutely amazing and you can go to anybody i could i could name like five or six people off my hand that i could go speak to at the club if I was having a problem or an issue with something also like the girls are great too I think Simon does a great job in really taking into consideration character and like team cohesion and we all get on so well yeah it's been honestly it's been amazing um I wouldn't want to be anybody anywhere else for sure also the fact that it's you know a quality FC and they do so much off the field and uh you know a pinnacle point for women's sport being you know having the equal budget and facilities as like the men uh it's only going to you know break those barriers and those boundaries and help you know women push forward in gaining more equality in the sporting industry so Mm -hmm. you're definitely fighting for more when you're going out every week than just you know to play football with your friends
1: yeah i love it equality fc long may it rain or maybe even maybe even hopefully short may it rain because it'll be so hopefully soon equal everywhere that it won't even be so highlighted but it'll just be part of the norm
4: yeah I hope so you you know I think Lewis is still the only women's football club in the UK that is equal for men and women um, across the board I think it's important to know as well that as women athletes we don't expect to ever be getting paid the same amount as the men do I think it's quite ridiculous how much they get they get paid and you know some sometimes that does cause divide in the leagues and that sort of thing you know we we just want to be treated fairly be, be able to have a good living wage and you know, the support that we deserve for how many hours that we do give in to being you know athletes.
1: Totally and I guess on this on the subject of equality would you like to talk a little bit about the LGBTQ history event that you're planning?
4: Yes so it's LGBTQ history month this month we've wanted to do more um, off the pitch just to support social events um, thrive for you know a better future for everybody I think that was something that I felt was a little bit of a gap in our team for a little bit you know I I spoke to the girls about it being LGBTQ history month and you know I I was overwhelmed with the few girls that did reach out to me after I spoke to them and wanted to do something so we've actually formed an equality and diversity committee just me Rudy Paula Zara Ellie Noble and Rhianne so six of us And we'll come together. We're going to be hosting a charity bingo event. Um, It's going to be virtual. The date should be confirmed very soon. It'll be the 26th or 27th of February. And it's going to be an online bingo night, uh, raising money for a great charity called Mind Out um, that do a lot in the LGBTQ plus um, space, especially with... Um, relation to mental health
1: my doubt are an amazing charity they offer like really um, low cost therapy to people in the lgbtq plus community you know like low cost i'm talking about like five to ten pounds a session like it's amazing just it's so easy to get appointments there and to, to get help and seek help from them so that's i think it's such a great choice that you've made to support them
4: yeah they're also really really local to us as well and um, it's run by volunteers completely as well so anything we can do to help them you know with the environment that they're working in or how they want to assist and help other people is you know it's great it should be fun we have some guest speakers two or three that um should be speaking the night which will give us a great insight into why um lgbtq plus history month is so important and yeah um, why we're doing things for it but hopefully yeah. we want to lead to other events too
1: yeah, you're going to have a really great host as well, aren't you? A really, really fun
4: host. I heard, I heard. You know, um, they're pretty good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been. I was super, super chuffed to be called by Katie Roode to ask to host the event as well. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be brilliant. I can't wait to find out. Watch which day. So that'll be either the 26th or the 27th, and it'll be on online. And is it maximum
4: 100 capacity? The goal is to get 100 tickets sold. Um, no, we're really excited to have you too, Billy it'll mean that us lot can all relax and you can do the speaking for the entire night
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh you know i love to talk so (laughs) the pleasure is all mine (laughs) excellent thank you so much for that it's really really exciting i'm really looking forward to being there and seeing who turns up do you find will it be on facebook ellie that event
4: they'll be on all um lewis social platforms so facebook uh, instagrams all those areas um we'll be promoting and selling tickets. So. Great. Watch this space.
1: Okay, I've got a couple more questions and then I've just seen the time we've got to wrap up. Well, usually I ask everybody this question and I quite like it because I can kind of hear people squirm a bit, but then actually it always comes out with a really interesting answer. And the question is, what do you think you bring to the game,
4: Ellie? Oh, that is a the difficult question. <laughs> um, I think I bring a lot of passion um, to the game. Uh, I sacrifice a lot to play football and I love it and yeah I, I don't think I'm I'm amazing at anything but I'm pretty good at quite a few different aspects of the game so I like to think I'm just a solid well-rounded player with a lot of passion a high, high work rate and yeah I like to think I'm a good teammate too um, I don't tend to ever really be um, negative, unless you know I am having a really bad day. But you know, we'll forget about those. Um, but yeah, I like to think that I do bring out um, the best in other players too, and enforce a lot of confidence in them, and know how and when to talk to my teammates um, to assist them in the best way possible. Which I think is something um, that is very valuable in today's game. A total triple
1: threat, centre forward, and <laughs> Ellie, get your leak on. Any words of encouragement for those who
4: might be? trying to follow
1: their passion?
4: Yeah, um, I would just say that um, if you are really passionate about football and you love doing it and you want to go far, just work as hard as you possibly can and always have the best attitude you possibly can, um, regardless of the adversity you're going through, because you are going to go through adversity. Football is a game of mistakes. It's an opinionated game. So, Things are guaranteed to not go your way on you know more occasions than they are gonna go your way. But just, you know, stick with it and make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and be passionate and enjoy every single second that you get out on the field. Excellent. Thank you so
1: much. Totally enjoyed every single second of this interview. <laughs> Ellie Lee, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Billy. That was Ellie Leake from Lewis Football Club, the first club in the world to pay the women as much as the men and provide equal opportunities. Love speaking with Ellie there. And since then, we had a big gay bingo night to raise money for Brighton's very own charity, Mind Out, a charity working hard to support the queer community and their mental health. They actually offer really great opportunities for people in the queer community to seek support for a very low cost, I can officially announce that we raised pounds through that bingo night that we had online. Uh, it consisted of me turning the bingo, I don't know what they're called, I guess machine, um, many, many times and calling out an incredible amount of numbers, almost all 90 numbers like I called them out in the end. I think I almost lost my breath, to be honest. It was, it was a mad one, but um, we got lots of prizes out there and we had such a great turnout as well, so I'm really thankful for everyone who came to that event. It's just been Easter, and the excitement of an Easter egg hunt still rings in the air. It does for me anyway. Let's get back to the pre-lockdown treasure hunt and see how Team Genuine have done. What was your favourite bit of the whole um, treasure hunt?
3: Oh, favourite bit. I think just having a laugh with some really fun people and running around... Lewis and I just like adventure and games and yeah it's just really really fun just games and fun and friends great and and, 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 and the cute dog at the end (laughs) really cute dog at the
1: end what about you, Winnie? What
2: was the best thing? Uh I think just being silly and childish and just, yeah, like laughing like all the time. I think it was really funny when we saw the police having a go at those kids. Tell us about
1: that police. OK, so
2: we were there and we were just casually geocaching or like finding the things. And then we looked around and then there was kids like, you pigs, blah, blah, blah. And then the police were just like, no, like you shouldn't be drinking, you're underage. And we were just casually there just like trying to find things like as actual animals. As actual <laughs> adults and then there's these kids like yeah i just want to get drunk <laughs> so that was really fun was that, your bit? that was one of my favorite bits but i really like this bit because we're sitting here and the gin's lovely and this is gabby's yeah. gin bar and then she's got like a really cutie baby dog
3: oh, oh and the roulette was good actually oh surprise God, shot yeah. roulette shot roulette even though i had whiskey which i don't really like but but that was well basically there was some instructions in a letterbox, and oh. told us to look behind a tree. And behind a tree was a roulette wheel with different shots in. And then you spin roulette wheel, and then you know I had to take the shot that was given, which was whiskey. I don't like whiskey. <laughs> Didn't know it was whiskey, but that was what How the roulette much. told me to have. Um, yeah, but 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 I like the roulette element. The game of chance. That. That was was fun. Exciting. And telling the most embarrassing date stories there as well. What was that then? Oh, my most embarrassing date story. Oh, that was my one about that creepy guy that had um hit had. (laughs) I'm gonna broadcast this. So if you're listening, (laughs) creepy guy, um, don't don't turn up to a date with someone you've never met before with a picture of your date as your background on your phone. (laughs) Because it's kind of creepy and it's a bit full on <laughs> you hadn't met so. once <laughs> uh, we'd never met before that we never met before and a picture of me as the background for your phone <laughs> so actually
1: the winners are officially Winnie winning and Jen or as the team name is Genuine Genuine they're the winners Genuine. but how do you how
2: do you feel as the winners I just feel like I felt after
3: a pretty crappy year like we've won this is just yeah (laughs) this is just just changed everything
1: in what way Jen?
3: (sighs) just give me a new lease of life (laughs) amazing yeah yeah i just feel like a new woman I don't know (laughs) about you Winnie
2: Yeah me too I feel like this is like (laughs) Yeah me too (laughs) This is how 2021 is going to be From now
3: on This is how it should have felt All along (laughs)
2: Like (laughs) This is how 2020 should have been Yeah And now this is how 2021 Is going to be
3: (laughs) A little bit of fitting song here We are the champions, my friend, (laughs) and we'll keep keep on on fighting till the end. (laughs) We are the champions. champions. We We are the the champions. champions. No oh. time for losers, cause Henry. we are the champions, <laughs> bomb out of the world. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Do the
1: cheeky Brian Oh, and champions they are. Team
2: Genuine. Do you
1: know what? I never, I've never, i never experienced energy like that before. There was sheer determination, there was an ultimate curiosity, there was intense cardio, there were shots. What a night. Thanks Jen and Winnie for being great sports and letting me come along for the ride. It certainly was a lot of fun setting that hunt up. Definitely gonna be doing more in the future. What an adventure. This is Billy Elliot's Adventure Club. Now, for something completely different, as artists slowly and further revealed have been pulled together to make something a little bit deeper. I've been working with some musicians, uh, Gabrielle Biazzotti and Holly Sibley, who are both Brighton and Lewis-based on creating this piece, and we've pulled together lots of different words from different people and their experiences and reflections on grief. Now, it might sound a bit heavy, but actually, I would argue that this is kind of uplifting. It's, It's real, but there's something about it that I feel has a lot of hope. So I hope you enjoy. This is love with nowhere to go.
7: I handle uh, grief incredibly well. It's really, really strong lesson,
1: strong, strong lesson, that any death of a loved human, of a relationship,
2: of a pet, can inevitably be processed as a blessing.
7: And it's the most natural feeling, most natural flow of emotions to grieve.
8: It stops people in their tracks, but as it runs that deep, it runs
5: so, so deep, the lessons are just as deep also.
8: The Weight of Grief by Annie Elliot. Allow thoughts to lay to rest while hot water bottles soothe. Burning inner fiery frustrations translating body-mind whirlpools. Fiery bubbling, pinching the numbing, restless seams tighten, your ribs interlocking with flesh. Suspended in water. Inhale, (sighs) fluid-filled lungs expand. They hang like a heavy-weighted balloon sagging and bursting. Exhale, (sighs) popped with a pin, the flood of conscious fluid leaks into the body. Streams interweave into the sea. You dissolve as one joining the ocean. I think that we're in a time where there is so much to grieve about and for many of us we don't have access to our grief or a way of expressing it and I honestly think it's one of the main things in the way of us moving forward towards being in a good relationship with the earth, particularly in this time it's causing tension and anger and chaos.
5: The Grief of Choice by Ross Bradbury There are two forms of grief. The grief we don't choose, and the grief we choose. To commit to a life in search and service of truth is to choose grief, for it is a choice to sacrifice our illusions, and each layer of illusion lost is a bereavement. To choose truth is to choose grief. So may we all find enough courage to choose truth and grieve our illusions that we may each build a life of truthfulness and that the world may heal just a little from the sickness of our lies
6: i think having gone through what feels like a really huge life transition last month i'm currently grieving that place that i did call home that i can't return to and a lot of my relationships within that—the end of like a really important but finite relationship—and I think like the rest of the world right now, just learning to accept shifting experiences of friendship and acquaintances, and I don't know, just finding new ways of being with and without people. Yeah, we're all doing that right now. I, don't know, I tried to put names to experiences. But it personally looks and feels leaden at the moment. It's. Maybe aside from like a tiny like panicked bird, like trying to get out when I think too much about anything. Um, It's brushing my teeth all the time and like hope for a small sense of renewal. It's it's a total loss of spatial awareness, like just tripping over and bumping into things all the time. I think that's related. (laughs) It's feeling small and clumsy, like in that quarantine confinement. A building that i don't really remember my way around and yeah it's a it's a headache i can't really get rid of
5: excerpt from a letter to my mum by matt alton the last time i was in love i said i've never had to deal with death they said it isn't the time or place to talk about that and i said i'm sorry The last time I conceptualised a poem, I could not even start, it was called the Death Simulator. I will not write it because it will be sharp so people would get cut, clunky so they would feel on edge the wrong shape to fit in any room and nobody could really understand. The last time I saw you, we tried to close your mouth so that you might look less gormless. I had to look up the definition of the word Gorm because you never taught me and I needed to know. I thought I would not believe it was you in the coffin they burnt. I wanted to take a peek before the whole to-do but was told your grey would corrupt my innocence and besides, it would be very uncouth. What is the definition of no sense? What is the definition of couth? Less. In, um, and I now know where well, you taught me so many ways to speak absence.
1: Hmm. My experience of grief, I relearned something really important, and that was that grieving was a way of making room for newness. And a really um, amazing person said to me once that it was a good thing to be sad about an ending because it was honouring how good a relationship was it was honoring the impact it made in my life it's recognizing the beauty the laughter the joy the love that's shared therefore i think grief is good i think grief is a good thing i think grief and love are very much two sides of the same coin they hold each other and i think i find a lot of comfort when grieving in remembering that grief is just love with nowhere to go No one is alone when grieving, really. Everyone is essentially just honouring their capacity to love.
8: This is Not a Love Poem by Annaline Ligier. The I-360 just about tops the highest tree in the world, you say. And I ask myself whether there mycelial networks span the Atlantic, exchanging stories of seaside romance for tales of redwood forest adventures. Will I thrive away from these shores? I pick up a pebble from the beach and hurling myself into the unknown, watch how I shatter upon impact with the water. My shards grow feathers joined the restless flock of starlings trying to preserve the lust of the setting sun by stitching its rays to their chests every evening and failing. It took me a year and a half to learn how to fit this avian puzzle, now after a lion I get out on my slippers and buy soy milk from the offie. Tomorrow, the birds will go to roost without me, and when they fly out again, it will be like I was never there. This is not a love poem. It's the wailing of the starling-shaped ego, lamenting the flock that will move on seamlessly, the city that will bustle on, only finding comfort in the promise that one day the waves will be willing to polish away my new-found corners for my shape to fit the puzzle again. Ready to roost on the branches of the world's tallest tree. Here, in our minds, on the beach of Brighton.
7: When you're in the midst of it, when grief is something that you're going on with, it's huge, It's huge force that apart in everything you do, all the thoughts that you have, and that feeling that grief kind of has over you, I don't think it ever really properly goes away, it just kind of gets it's smaller, it kind of gets smaller and more manageable with time, and, and with that time it, it suddenly takes over less of your life and your thought and your brain power, and you're able to kind of like carry it around with you but in a really small condensed layer. In like a like a thing in your pocket that you don't really notice.
8: I find a lot of
1: comfort when grieving I I in remembering that grief is, is just love with nowhere to go. hope you enjoyed that that was love with nowhere to go and you can find that if you want to listen again on billy Elliot that is b-i-l-l-i-e elliott with one l and one t sound.com and that's a great way of listening to any of the audio zines that we have shared in the past as well as they are all on the podcast page you know what time flies doesn't it when we're having fun and billy Elliot's adventure club has been certainly fun this month it's been incredibly eclectic and i hope for you something to enjoy, something that you've felt has given you some kind of happiness and light-heartedness and perhaps some introspection as well. So thanks for joining us, Adventure Club members. You all are looking forward to next time in May. This has been Billy Yates, the Adventure Club. I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Camille Yarbrough. You might have heard this sampled in a great Fatboy Slim track, as I absolutely love it. And while you're listening to this song, I want to invite you all to join me in imagining that this song is written by you, and about you, and for you. This is self-love, baby.
7: We've come a long, long way together Through the hard times and the good I have to celebrate you, baby. I have to praise you like I should. You're so rare, so fine. I'm so glad you're mine. You're so rare, so Anytime What I'm feeling With why And how I want to live You're so rare Man, you're so fine You know
3: sister right here, Reefer.